Hello, 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 and welcome to the Tailgate Party, our very last show of the season on Side Punt. My name is Kat, and as always, I'm joined by Homie. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Kat. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. God, it's uh, we've come a long way, I think, from starting our, what was our first episode of the draft? Probably about yeah, June. Yeah, back in June. Year. Back in June, 2023. Yeah. Mm. Back, it was a long time ago. The sound was pretty bad. <laughs> Apologies to everyone who listened to those ones. It was. And we had some predictions at the time, way too early predictions. And as we now know, some things that we thought going into the season were right, very few of them, and a lot of the things were wrong. You know, I thinking back, homie, Aaron Rodgers was the talk of the preseason. In fact, it was the only thing said in the preseason, how the Jets were going to take it for a one-shot run to the Super Bowl. Obviously didn't turn out that way. Oh, do they, like this is a fun little project. Like, and we, uh, you know, we're not your normal talk show hosts. We're comfortable with mocking ourselves. We got a lot wrong. We are not scared to tell you, but we're going to dive back in because it's a fun little journey to see. It shows you just how crazy this NFL season is and was, mm. and there's still one result to come. Yeah, there's still one to go. Uh, homie, first off, I just want to get your thoughts on this season. If you could kind of sum it up, how would you categorize this season to – any other you've seen before? Oh, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> just the injuries. I, I just, you cannot factor in injuries when you look at this stuff and you just think about how many Achilles, ACLs, all those little injuries that pop through. I just, and then the cutthroatness of the coaching carousel. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah <laughs> those two elements to me have just been this season in a nutshell. And like it was big, the coaching carousel this year. I think that it's always dramatic, it's always interesting, but this one felt. Massive and so hard to keep track of because it wasn't just OCs and DCs going everywhere. Head coaches were getting fired and we still haven't kind of unraveled where a lot of our friends are going. I now understand why the quarterback gets paid so much, why that contract <laughs> is so important. Like it just puts stuff in perspective this year because just some teams, they, they didn't have it. Yeah, and I remember what Dad was saying early for the Chargers season. He goes, he goes, I'm really annoyed. Why don't the Chargers have a good backup? I was like, what are you talking about? We've got Justin Herbert. He's young. He's healthy. We've got no problems. Every team who didn't have a good backup struggled this year. Over 60 different quarterbacks played this season, homie. 60. So if you thought it's you had trouble think. keeping up with all the names, hopefully it's not going to be the same problem next that's year. Almost two, that's almost two per team, but we know two teams had at least well, four. The Browns had about five, I think. That the Browns had four and the Vikings had four run mm, through. Mm. That's, so they've taken a balance of some of those stats. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy. And, and I think another one that I – another point that I would define this season under is the defense and how heavy it was this season because – we had, and it may have been the quarterback thing contributing to that. Let's make that clear. But from week 10, we could only get the stats from week 10, but in comparison, it was the lowest scoring year for points in about 13 years. So I'm assuming the rookie quarterbacks, you know, and also backup quarterbacks coming in had something to do with it, but we know the defense has just crushed it this year. I find it funny because the, the league has been trying to increase scoring. Yes. And now we've gone backwards, which is a funny thing. You know, the pressure that the running backs are being given, it's like, well, we need to we need to increase scoring. But then we look at this year and it's gone backwards. So it, yeah. you can't you can't try and control this stuff because there's too many factors. And when you get a weaker quarterback, you get a stronger defense. So 
they really ramped it up and got their bonuses. It feels like what we were talking about all year was kind of measuring the top teams by the strength of their defenses. You know, Cowboys in the regular season, Ravens, Chiefs as well, Niners and Browns for getting carried through with four different quarterbacks. It just seemed like they were actually the... They're still unsung heroes, I think, in the defense and they really carried the narrative. Well, we even look at the Chiefs who were playing in the Super Bowl. We put that over the top of them as well. Yeah. And oh, just for a little quick note, if you're looking for the Super Bowl preview, mm. um, that was an episode back, so th- that's not this one. So jump back there and have a little listen if you need to catch up on what's happening for the Super Bowl. Last point here, Helmy, is that you know we're onside punt. We've talked about punters a lot as they're our pedigree from Australia. NFL punting is likely at its best in NFL history with kicking on 41.8 yards, which is the most in recorded statistical history on average, one, 4.18 yards. Does that also tell you that they're deep in their territory? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> those averages can get squ- – it also means that there was a lot of – they shouldn't be on the field. We saw some teams not play because I think the Cowboys, for a couple of games in a row, they didn't have a punt at all. So yeah. maybe that's the other factor as well there. So maybe you don't want low scoring and high punting averages. Maybe that's <laughs> what we're looking for. I don't, if, if you want something to change next year, what do you want? Do you want more points on the board? Like you've got Dolphins games this year. They scored 70 points in a game. Like there were some big blowouts. 70 is too much. <laughs> uh, you, that's telling me someone's got smashed. I, I like I like that 30 range. Mm. That's, that's a sweet spot for me because it's usually race to 30 is a fun game for me. I just enjoy that the most. What about you, Kat? Uh, I'm not going to – I wouldn't change anything because it was a weird and wild season – but I am excited for quarterbacks to come in with a little bit more experience because even statistically it shows that the deep ball was taken away this season. I felt I was not seeing it as much. I want those big arm throws that the uh, the vets are so comfortable tossing down there. Not as much the Josh Allen on one leg falling into the sideline big arm throws, but I'm excited for some big plays next year. Knowing the boys are a little bit more comfortable in their position. As we mentioned, we covered the Super Bowl off last week, but you know we're going to give us some updates. There's... The game is very close now. We're just four days away, four sleeps almost. Yeah, you're almost there. It's exciting. So let's have a little update on what's what's going to happen. So I thought I'd give you an update on who you're going to see on the day. So National Anthem, that's going to be Reba McIntyre, mm. country music legend. Bit old that's a bit of, yeah, that's that'll cool. be fun. That'll be good. That's yeah. exciting. And then Post Malone, he'll be performing America the Beautiful. Yeah, and uh, just... You know, I'm not telling anyone who already is a Swifty, but, you know, she's just released a track list for a new album and I was told by my lovely wife that Post Malone is on a track there. So maybe they'll be up in the booth together. Ooh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good crossover there. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, Andrea Day, she will be performing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Is that a, like a sure classic what, song from the States? Like, do they? I'm not sure. Them? One of them is, the, what is considered the Black Anthem. Okay. I'm not sure if that is America the Beautiful or that Lift ah. Up song, so maybe something to check in there on the day. Ah, interesting. Okay, okay. Um, now, there's been some interesting kind of facts and statistics come kind of coming together. It always is, is in the NFL, some great stats. One I found, homie, is it's been a popular one online, that the Chiefs are 19-1 and one when the moon is in a waxing crescent phase, which will be the phase of the moon on Super Bowl day. Does this mean it's a lock? The Chiefs got it in the bag now because of the moon. Well, some people might be as dumb as me, Cad. <laughs> What's a waxing crescent moon? <laughs> I think they're dumb if they believe in a waxing crescent moon. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is a moon that is of some sort and shape. I don't know. Is this Maybe like the an eclipse type thing? Is this where it's like shadows the... We're going to see like a tiny slither of the moon or something like that? Potentially. Is that kind of thing? And as soon as you see it, it's locked you, in. You can't tell me you can see the moon in Vegas anyway. Like that's, a, that's a straight up light. <laughs> light Those lights blind out anything. And if it is, it'll just be in the sphere anyway. So they can make a full moon and chuck it up there. So I don't think that one's going to be a factor. I will give you one that I, I think may be a factor. The colours to be worn by the teams. Mm. So the Chiefs. They're apparently the home team. I don't know how this works, but apparently they're the home team. because they live so in the they, playoffs. That's why. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, probably because they won last year. That's a good point. True. Uh, they have chosen red. Now, uh, that means San Fran will obviously be wearing white. And there's a little bit of, there's a few stats that roll with these colors, Cat. So out of the last 19 Super Bowls, 16 have won wearing white jerseys. Mm. Mm. However... One of the one of the teams that have won wearing a red jersey is the Chiefs. <laughs> no way. And who was that against? The 49ers. So that's okay. Yep, it's almost that like these obscure stats don't impact how the players will play at all. No, no. Oh, but one thing that might impact the players is a little bad story out of here that Pat Mahomes Sr. has um, been picked up for a DUI. Yes, a little naughty from uh, Patrick Sims. It's not a little naughty. This is his third time, apparently. Oh, very naughty. <laughs> very naughty. Of all weekends, too. Like, if you're Pat, you're like, come on, Dad. Just why, why now? I don't think Pat needed that on top of this. Um, and a little actual serious note here, though. Pat, he did lose his grandmother in June this year, and he has been playing this season for her. So a little note there if he, he mm. made you a gesture or something to the crowd. Okay. That's, that's a good that point. story there. Yep. So uh, he loved her very much and that's a serious story there that he might sort of give her a gesture. Yeah, he might speak to that in the game. It's That's good to know. Um, there's another father-son story though, which is a bit more uplifting here, homie. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey, father-son duo. I love this because we're obviously I watch AFL, so we always father son everything. So if CMC wins, that will be the second father son combination to have won a Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot in the AFL. There's clearly not too many father son ones. At least they haven't come through yet. That's pretty incredible uh, for CMC. And his dad will be there, I'm assuming. I would think so. He's pretty. Um, I think he still kicks around a little bit. So. It's actually, if you ever get a chance, go listen to um, CMC talking about his father and what he's influenced his career. Let's just leave it at that. If you want to go have a dive, okay. go have a dive. It's, it's quite interesting. If yeah, we interview, uh, we'll, we, I'll bring it up for sure. Uh, if we interview CMC. Yeah, well, yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> Season two's coming. Season two coming. Well, anything else for the Super Bowl before we dive into the past of what we've said at the uh, our predictions and headlines? There's only one more, and that's Terry Killens. Uh, he'll be the first person to officiate a Super Bowl and to have played in an official uh, and to have played in a Super Bowl. That's cool. A lot of pressure on Terry, and as we know, Chiefs and 49ers fans will just be staring at the refs. You hope the first flag that they draw is not on the on the 49ers. Otherwise, do you think they um, done. in the? Do you think that before they run out there, is standing there practicing throwing the yellow? Like, do you think that's like their warm-up? The flag. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You assume they've got it. It's a skill. Like, they really do it well. There's they, a bit of flair, I think, in it as well. Just yeah, dramatic. Little, yeah, it's, it's very dramatic, dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move it on. We're going to go talk about our predictions on how this season came to be.
Okay, homie. So at the very beginning of the season, uh, some loyal listeners might remember, we went through every division where they're up to, their new coaches, their new players, all the hype, all the headlines that were around it. And you challenged me to predict where they would come in their division, but also give them a headline into what I kind of thought would happen or what the headline would be at the end of their season. Is that right? Yeah, that was the basis of it. So you had to sort of structure it, give them the order, and give us a little headline caption that would run for this season narrative. Okay. Now, as we know, a lot has happened, and I've had a quick glance at these. So we're going to go through them, talk about it, what's right, what's wrong, uh, and maybe get to some fan questions that we did put out on social media. We're answering a bit at the end of the episode, but some kind of link to these topics and teams. So we're going to start off with the NFC North, homie. At number four, I put Green Bay Packers. It's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Green Bay will establish if love is going to be their franchise quarterback and realize the rebuild starts at 2024 draft. Not as accurate as I'd hoped it to be, homie. Well, there's an element there. We're like, we can, we can turn this. We can turn this. They did find out who their franchise quarterback is. And it was Jordan And love. that is love. <laughs> that is love. And, uh, that actually leads us into one of our listener questions from Landon. He wanted to know what our thoughts are on Green Bay winning the Super Bowl with the youngest list rolling around. Now, mm. good you, question. Yeah. Obviously, the Super Bowl prediction before this Super Bowl has finished is a bold one. But I, uh, I, I like it. I like his boldness. But we we'll probably might kick through the other other teams now because this division starts to look very different next year. And I think... You know, they, they scraped through the young list and had a lot of injuries, but can they replicate it with a now pretty strong and different division? Yeah, I think Green Bay right now, they've had an awesome season. And I think better than we expected, you know, a very quick rise early season, middle, it kind of faded off and then they finished really strong. Um, I think Green Bay winning the Super Bowl next year is a ginormous claim. Them getting into the playoffs is more reasonable. I think... Yeah, if anything, if everything goes right for them, they've got a they've got a big division now, homie. You know, Lions, Vikings, Bears. There's a lot to change coming up. I think they're more likely to make one and lose one anyway with this list. I think they're probably that's the way it might go for them. Mm-hmm. But I think they're exciting. They're a good list. Yeah. But I like the hype. Good, but I'm not. Putting yeah, I like them on the Super hype Bowl too. Yeah, it's, and it's good that you can get hyped because uh, there's a lot of excitement for. But let's. Take us to the Chicago Bears and what you thought about them because they're a new competition for them now. Well, I had number three. I predicted uh, Chicago Bears come third and Justin Fields would say, I own you, and the Bears would defeat Green Bay in both of their divisional games this season. That didn't happen from Green Bay fighting back, which is, oh, I so thought I had that right with a rookie and Justin Fields coming into his own. Bit of a rough season for them, though, with Justin Fields being injured fair amount of the season. They finished it in the right flavor, though. Mm. They came off. Now they got. They probably finished it the wrong way for them because they've got to now work out what to do with Justin Fields. But it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Bears. Next up, we've got Minnesota Vikings at number two. I had Ragnarok for for Kirk Cousins. Homie, do you remember what I explained to you? Do you remember what Ragnarok was? Yeah, I still can't remember. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the fable, the Viking fable, I guess, the Nordic fable that uh, everything would come to an end. It would burn down. I predicted the Vikings will not win the division and they'll be looking for a new quarterback in 2024, which seems, I don't oh, know, touchdown. it's talked about. That's a touchdown, right? Yeah, that's a I touchdown. think you got one. <laughs> I've given you that one. I think I'll give you that one. It's a tough one. I think, you know, when Kirk first got injured, they were all really quite disappointed and they said they'd have him back. 
But the uh, reality of re-signing an aged quarterback with that injury, probably a tough one for the Vikings. Poor Sandy, you know, we led her up the uh, the garden path, putting her towards the Vikings. So next year, things could get better. Well, do you want to segue into <laughs> who I told the fans to support? Well, we can get to that. <laughs> okay, okay. We've got one more, one more in the list and happy with this one. Predicted the Detroit Lions, kings of the jungle, pride of the NFC North. Hakuna Matata, that the Lions will win the NFC North division. I said just, which I don't think was technically correct, but they, they got there. I'm giving myself a point for that one. That's a touchdown. That's a well touchdown. Done. Two touchdowns. We'll take it. <laughs> well, Denny actually has a question for the Detroit Lions, and he wants to know what we would do with Jared Goff and would we give him an extension? I see no reason why not, especially if you can get someone to develop under him like He's kind of getting to that era. Maybe he's a veteran era. If you want to keep the good times rolling, keep Goff in as long as you can and then get a young buck to kind of learn from him. They're five minutes away from making it into the Super Bowl. (laughs) 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 They have have five better minutes in that third quarter they're in. And I think you've got to back them again. You've got to go again. Absolutely. All right, homie, you were also challenged to recommend a team to each – within each division to the fans, especially new fans who are listening to the show, trying to figure out what the hell the NFL's all about. Who did you lead them to for this division? Well, I tried to get out of it quicker before, but you, you may be just solo in on it, so let's do it. Uh, so I told everyone to get on board the Vikings. Oh. Why? Oh, because Justin Jefferson's a beast. <laughs> I'm still right. He's still got his thousand, yeah, but, but he missed happened? a big chunk of it. Yeah. He got injured. I jinxed the poor fella and... The Vikings, obviously, we also jinxed Kirk Cousins as well. So he had a bad season. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Seal ended it real early, and that was that. Sorry, Vikings. Silver lining, though, you did lead them to the very brief but great story of Josh Dobbs this season. Oh, I really wish that had carried through because that would have been (laughs) that would have been the lights if that. I would have been happy. I would have given myself a touchdown if that happened. (laughs) Look, it's uh, I don't. There's nothing wrong with your pick. They weren't bad for the when their team was at their best. They had a bit of bad luck. I think give yourself a pass there, homie. Let's go over to the NFC East now. Number four, rudely before we selected them as the official team of onside punt, I had put the commanders dishonorably discharged. They will bottom out of the division once again. Head office seems like such a mess right now. I can't see them doing anything this year. Points? Touchdown. Touchdown. <laughs> that's it. We got, they're on the board. That didn't feel good. That's a, that's a genuine touchdown. The Commanders, they're a funny bunch, but I think we've got some blame here. As soon as we got on board them, they got a lot worse. They didn't win one game since we said we were going to support them as our underdogs. And but, I think this might know, be a theme. Who knows? Maybe that's where we're getting people. Like If we say we should support them, you don't. So maybe that's your <laughs> lessons for next year. <laughs> All right, number three, the Giants loom large just over the Commanders. Uh, I said I like the Giants, but they're in a tough division. Can't see them beating the Cowboys and Eagles. There we go. Um, I think the Giants even disappointed me from that prediction this year. They couldn't get anything going with Danny Dimes when it started. Thankful for Tommy DeVito, as we know, but it was a very disappointing season from the Giants who just made the playoffs the year previously. Yeah, this is... All parts. You, I kind of even have a little bit of, I don't even know, the, disdain towards them. <laughs> I, I, I'm not happy with their season at all. There, I, there's not a lot to take out of it. 
You also don't like a team without any flash or character as well. And they had yeah, that briefly, but they've not had that really before. So, well, since Eli. Uh, homie, why don't you read out the next two for us? All right, at number two, you've got the Cowboys. Now, mm. the good, the Dak, and the ugly. The Cowboys will have their winning season. Dak will be good, yet inconsistent. Mm, I'm mm, sure I don't that think one. that's true. No, no I, think, he's I really think that good. was right. He's probably the best of the bunch, actually. Yeah. And they won't be able to make it past the divisional rounds. <laughs> touchdown. Touchdown. Sorry, Cowboys, but we all called it. He did it. say, it did end with a little side note that that would end, spell trouble for Dak and that he probably would not have a future of the Cowboys. I think that's wrong. So I, I'm only yeah, going to give you a field goal for this one. I, feel, <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I I definitely think Dak was amazing this season and I think was one of the best quarterbacks we actually saw on the field in the regular season. Unfortunately, the Cowboys just bump up against that divisional wall every year. I really didn't think that mid-season, if you'd asked me, I'd said, no, no, they're going through. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, you still, you could still hold that all the way yeah. <laughs> to the to the playoff, to the Green Bay turned up. Naughty Green Bay. Well done to you. And then at number one, you had the Eagles. Soaring too close to the sun, the Eagles will flame out in the conference final and not make it to the Super Bowl. Bit early. Bit Went a little early. early. Yeah. Yeah, could have dropped that back to the wild card. <laughs> yeah, not making the Super Bowl this year, maybe half a point. But that's it. I think the NFC East is a really interesting division, especially going forward. Commander's got some new juice going. The other teams, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Let's see whatever happens there. In fact, I don't know any news from the Giants I've found interesting in the past few months. Yeah, they're going to trade Barclay probably. That's the the only interesting thing I've seen. That's (laughs) the only bit I've been grabbing onto. All right, homie. Who did you recommend from the NFC East for the fans to follow this year? Well, I had Philly, so I'm not going to really talk about that too much. But I want to give one. I'm going to give myself a, a little. I'm going to give myself a field goal here. So uh, yeah. I had told people if you wanted to be cruel, get them to support the Cowboys, and I'm still happy with that play. <laughs> that was great. If you'd got on board the Cowboys, if you tricked a friend to get on board the Cowboys, that was a perfect season. Well done to me for that one. So I hope you convinced the mate. Let us know if you did, please. Oh, you're a tricky one, Mr. Holm. You're a tricky one. All right, we're going to the NFC West. At number four, I had the Arizona Cardinals, and I said Kyler Murray will not go above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, I think they were going to go for five and 12 is what I said. What did they Ooh. end up going for? Let's Ooh. have a look. I'll get that. You go and tell okay, us I'll talk what... about it. So I also said that Kyler Murray would be in a call of duty advert by the end of the year. I checked. That didn't happen, unfortunately. Cardinals, tough season here. Kyler injured for most of it. They showed flashes of things going. They had Dobbs come and go, backups everywhere. Just a fizzer for the Cardinals, unfortunately. Four and 13, Cap. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, you didn't get it. I didn't you get it. Didn't Five and get 12. It. Oh, one off. I was maybe too optimistic on the Cardinals there. All right. LA Rams, I had at number three in the division. I said facing the ramifications that they would struggle to climb into their rebuild. Couldn't have been more wrong here, homie. This was, I think this surprised everyone. The Rams were fantastic this year. What a team. That was so good, wasn't it? We did factor in that it was like we thought it would be because of they were paying the debt of that Super Bowl. Yeah, that they wouldn't be able that, to get the talent that they wanted. But then where did, who comes in Puka the Nikua fifth come from? Yeah, the fifth yeah, round of the draft. Right. Well done to them because if you ever watch the clip of them talking about drafting Puka Nikua, it's quite, quite interesting and they... It was not done by accident, so well done to them. Yeah, you got to love that for the Rams. They played outstanding this season. All right, now at number two, you had the Seahawks. Long live the King. Jenna King takes the Seahawks past the wildcard <laughs> round into the playoffs. 
Ooh, cab, that's her. That doesn't sit well. History doesn't well work for that one. But uh, I won't hold you in the pain and let's go straight on to your number one. So San Francisco 49ers. Brock and Rob. That was good. One of your better puns, (laughs) I must say. Brock Purdy is named starting quarterback with Trey Lance asking for a release or traded at the end of the year. I think he went way earlier than the end of the year. He went very early to the Cowboys, I believe. But I thought he might go to the Buccaneers to replace a struggling Baker Mayfield, which is a little hint to later. I'm going to ignore the second half of that one. I'll give you a field goal. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, homie. NFC West. That's a lot of attractive teams here, but who'd you put them on? Oh, there was only one one for my eyes. That was San Fran 49ers. <laughs> Done. That's that's a touchdown. No more needed. They're a pretty team. That's what I would have said. That's where I log. Let's Nick get to Bosa. the NFC. Oh, do we have to go to the NFC South oh, again? <laughs> Cad, why do we do this to ourselves? I think the NFC South just should have a giant question mark over it at all times this season. As we know, we played jump rope with this game, uh, with the standings of this game. Number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I had the prediction that Baker Mayfield would walk the plank after one year of the Buccaneers. But he didn't, homie. Baker Mayfield played like a superstar. Well, he might be walking the plank full of cash in his pocket after <laughs> after they give him a the give us a prove it contract of one year and now he's gonna get paid for that. So yeah, unreal. Probably leads into Cohen's question, actually. Uh, will the Bucks re-sign Baker Mayfield? and Mike Evans, who are both free agents at the end of this year. Definitely Baker Mayfield. That's going to happen 100%. I see no reason for them not to. Mike Evans, I'm not too clear as on the situation, homie, given his age at this point, but their connection was stunning this year. Oh, he'll be um, – he's getting a contract, so don't worry about that. He'll probably end up being the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. Really? If he gets – well, based on your – like, so he's been in the comp 10 years. Yeah. He'll get another – Three-year, probably 70, 80 mil, probably. So there's been links towards him and Houston, Texans. And there's also interest from the Panthers and I think, I can't remember the other one, but there was another team as well, maybe the Titans or someone was looking as well. So it's being talked about that, Mike, you know, it's being shopped around. We don't know for sure if he'll be there. Do you think that the Bucs will, it's all about how they can afford to keep him, I guess. Yeah, that's right. They're going to struggle to find cash in the bank. Mm. Uh, for both players, it'll be interesting how they balance it out. They probably could squeeze them both, but I don't know if you're the manager for both players, you're probably going to go shopping to get the max price. So, mm, Good question, Cohen. Thanks for sending that one in. Uh, number three, I had the Carolina Panthers. Young at heart, I said, Bryce Young becomes the centrepiece for the new era of the Panthers, has a great rookie year. <laughs> I think he was technically the centrepiece, but... Nothing was good about this season. And Bryce didn't even get the chance to play well. Yeah. <laughs> we can't cover that one up with anything. That was uh, That's a slide, that one. Just the shine of the number one draft pick looking at me. <laughs> but I did like your take. Uh, we've got number two here, the Atlanta Falcons. Can't get rid of him. They got uh, rid of him. He, <laughs> I think they got rid of him. <laughs> they got rid of Desmond Ritter. Oh, dear. In a very strange season for the Falcons. Uh, who obviously didn't make the cut into the playoffs. Just a bummer there. <laughs> in a new light, their coach, he spoke just recently in a press conference, really well articulated, great discussion there. If you're looking for something, go. Yeah, there's some shining light. He's going to be a good coach, I reckon. Oh, that's exciting for Falcons fans. Homie, what was number one? Oh, the Orleans. I think uh, our predictions here really matched the season as well. So we got them all wrong as well. So <laughs> New Orleans Saints, 
<laughs> getaway car. Derek Carr becomes a <laughs> sorry, I can't even read it properly. Derek Carr comes back strong and the Saints top their division. Oh. oh the pain. The pain of this division. And I'm you know, I think next year, if you hear us talk about the NFC South and we seem dismissive, negative, pessimistic, just remember we went through something. We went through mm. it together, all of us. You're with this us. Division. Yeah. You're with us. It was painful. Yeah. And maybe, but you it, know, it's hard to talk about, but that's how we're going to get through it. Yeah. And I told you to support the Saints. So I apologize. <laughs> I fully apologize. <laughs> I do not are. mean to do this to you. I should have said the Bucks because it was probably the only shining light in this division. So I apologize now officially. <laughs> To take a bit of a break from the divisions, we're going to mix it up with a little bit of our favourite characters from the 2023-24 season. So because we're doing lists, we're going to do our five to one best characters for the season. These are side characters, sometimes on the field, sometimes not. Just the people caught our interest off the field, kept us entertained. All right, let's start with some honourable mentions here. So I'll go Tyson Bajan's dad, arm wrestling champion. That was pretty cool. That was very good. Yep. The Chargers super fan, who we don't know for his Chargers super fan. Oh, she was, was she still a spy tra- or paid by the NFL to come and support the Chargers? I did try and get her on this show. Just did you? So did you clarify. Yeah, I messaged her, but she didn't get back to us. Jeez, so, too big for us. All right. Yeah. Probably no, not I only, did it, fan, I only did it yesterday, so she might come back to us. <laughs> so I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I do want to mention the Achilles heel because it was too prevalent in this season. It was around <laughs> way too much. It's <laughs> a dishonorable mention. Yep, and the uh, development of a puffer jacket conversion of a jersey, I think. One from Jussick's wife. Yeah, I think they've been a revelation, so okay. I'm getting one next season if <laughs> I can. Let's move to the main list. We've narrowed it down to five. Starting off at number five, we've got Big Dom, the security guard who got into a little bit of scuffle with Dre Greenlaw on the field and ended up getting him and Dre kicked out. Oh, that was a great one. <laughs> I love watching that on replay. I still think uh, Big Dom will be back in lights. He'll come he, back uh, around he did next return, season. Uh, I think, in the playoffs, and he was allowed back on field, but under strict guidelines, apparently. So he did return, but didn't make much light of him. He had his five minutes of fame. Good on you, Big Dom. We enjoyed that. At number four, we can't go past him. He's been the highlight of the season. It's Mayo Boy. Mayo Boy should have been higher, honestly. We, we talked about this kid from the beginning. And he's just been, you know, from the, the first reason it's at four him. is because I lost this. I lost the fantasy comp and had to drink the drink. So <laughs> actually, I'll try, I'll track that up on the socials. We haven't done that yet. So let's get that out there for people to see. And maybe next year in your fantasy comp, you can make that the punishment as well. Look, if a guy drinks mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas with the skin on in his draft videos, of course he's going on this list. Who we got next, Tommy? <laughs> All right, let's head to New York. Giants. They finally had some flavour when the mafia turned up. <laughs> the actual mafia. <laughs> he was good, talking about it? DeVito's family and his agent, especially. He looked like he was. And the good Italian fellas. hands. I wanted to let you describe because I like the way you say it. Well, they're Italian the, hands. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you got a little slang when you say it. Do it for us now, Kat. <laughs> 
I don't. <laughs> I'd rather set you up there. Hey! <laughs> I'd rather get you in trouble there with the people. That's oh, all right. It's, it's my grandfather. I can't be racist to these people. They're great. But it was great. It was probably the highlight for the Giants. It was actually quite a joyous period there when the uh, when the hands are in the crowd and the I oh, did just two shorts on the socials. It was so much fun. I enjoyed them immensely. All right, number two. Some might say a controversial selection here, homie. Number two. She isn't number two on any list. It's she is Taylor, on ours. It's, it is on <laughs> ours. It's Taylor Swift. And out of all the hive and all the anger and grumpy white straight men, oh, I just want to watch football. She's been awesome for this sport and been so much fun. And to be honest, that whole relationship with Travis and Taylor, I've, I've kind of enjoyed it, to be honest. We're all following I have. I've enjoyed the conversations with people. It is linked girlfriends and boyfriends, friends and different social groups mm. into talking about one thing. And you've got to love that. When it, when something can cross over boundaries and bring everyone together, it's been great. It's a talking point yeah. at the office. I can talk to people about it because it has one link between us. And I think, I think the grumpy old men are coming from, this is why I've actually worked out. The only factor is it's probably because the Swifties are going to get a Super Bowl after watching football for three months. These teams that haven't won for 70 years. So that's the only reason. I think that's why they're cranky. So if you, if you need to cry to someone, send me a DM and I'll, I'll let you know it's okay because the Swifties are around to stay probably. Well, especially if the conspiracy theory, yeah. especially if the conspiracy theory rolls out, Cad, whereas there will be a proposal after this game and then they'll rig their election so that Joe Biden wins. So... <laughs> You're right, crazy. It's You're so right, crazy. It's been great though having, you know, Alice's friends saying, okay, so what does a tight end do? And you're like, oh, okay, right. Okay. They know the definition of a tight end. They know everything about it. So much fun. And now there's a player that they know that isn't Tom Brady. I even got um, a DM today. It was saying, because um, I quoted that it was 13 hours from Tokyo to, <laughs> Tokyo to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's actually 10.5, but we're allowed this because it's 13. all right number one who have we got favorite character of the year homie oh hands down our favorite your favorite everyone's favorite now jason kelsey jason kelsey what a guy what a legend on the field and off the field probably one of the most entertaining and lovable people i think of the season oh and uh, it doesn't end with Jason as well. It goes across to, it filters across to his beautiful wife. Kylie, yeah. And there is a clip that I cannot unplay. It runs through my head daily, rent free. I'm going to play it for you all now. Now, we all love Jason and we all love Kylie. Now, she, after the shenanigans of uh, Jason with his shirt <laughs> off in the, she went on TV to, interviewed about it desperately wanted to go through a table it was on his checklist for the day yes Uh, top priority of the day go through table um he did not get a chance to do that hoping to find himself a table he was unsuccessful and so when he got into the suite he said to me um i'm gonna i'm gonna take my shirt off and i'm gonna jump out and i was like i don't think that's the best idea Top priority of the day, go through table. <laughs> I just see it. how beautifully she articulated that sentence just gets me every time. And I just, if I'm having a bad day at work, I just say to myself, top priority, go through table. table. <laughs> and I just think, thank you both for the joy you've given us this season. You are our number one. 
All right, homie, we're back to the predictions and headlines from before the season. This time we're going to the AFC. You want to kick us off with the AFC North, starting at number four. Cleveland Browns. You've had them at four. I had them at four. Cleveland Browns live up to the hype and lose their division once again. <laughs> well, you got it right, but just there was not number four. They were a surprise packet. They were a surprise packet. And even if you had told me later on the season, you said, look, the Browns are actually going to go through about four quarterbacks and Nick Chubb's going to be injured week two. I would have been like, oh, is there a number lower than four? How could this team oh. actually perform? And they did. They crushed it, got through to the playoffs this year. Such a strange year for them. Well, to look back at that is just unbelievable. They did really well. And it's uh, well done to their defense because they got them through a lot of drama. It does. Do you have any questions with the Browns for next year? Like, do you feel confident that they're going to be able no. to perform like this next year? Because it just doesn't make, no. still doesn't feel comfortable or make sense to me. I don't think they're better when if to, if Deshaun Watson comes back either. Yeah. I think they're going to have to, I don't know. There's so many questions with that team. Let's hold it till 2024 20, season. Next on the list, number three, you had Pittsburgh Steelers. They can pick it. Steelers' defense outscores the Steelers' offense. Did that happen, Kat? I looked. It it didn't. It was very close to happening in Ooh. one game, but uh, it looked like it all season because this offense could not get it going, and the defense, like the Browns, was carrying this team through. Uh, Pickett obviously struggled. The whole offense struggled. Some games where we thought they put it all together and then they threw it in the bin the week after. Just a tough one watching the Steelers. Hard team. <laughs> really hard team to measure up. But I think three was right in a way because uh, if we'd seen a more competitive Bengals, we might have, they might have slid a bit lower. Yeah, they may have slid a little bit lower. All right, well, going number two. Number two, I've got the Baltimore Ravens, Ooh, which Ooh. means who's up number one. But uh, Baltimore Ravens, I said the Dalai Lamar will bring inner peace to Ravens fans, which I'll give myself half a point for because he certainly did. Until. Oh, did he? Until. Oh, did he? Until. Uh, did he? <laughs> this is the regular season. <laughs> uh, number one. Oh, so, so misguided here. I had the Cincinnati Bengals. Had them close, but no cigars. The Bengals bungle another Super Bowl opportunity. I had them very early as my very early predictions to go nearly all the way to, I think, to the Super Bowl. Um, but unfortunately, We both did. Yeah, we, we both, both did. did. We, were, we were excited for that, but Burrow went down. And Jake Browning, I put flowers to him. I loved watching Jake Browning this year. Um, he put a great effort in, but they struggled and uh, eventually ended up coming fourth in this division. They were all nine and seven, though, if that's right. Yeah, that was a this was a strange division. So I think there were nine. The Brown, uh, the Bengals were nine and seven, which is the same winning record that the Bucks got to go into the playoffs, which is ah, how I yes, remember. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think the Bengals will look at this one as a season of missed opportunity. And so will I as giving them my prediction as the fan favorite because <laughs> they, I'll give them another run next year and we'll see if we get better at that. So, but I think I like them. I think I like the Ravens there. Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah I've I've team, right? haven't you? It's, it's yeah. scary actually. Um, okay. Moving it to the AFC East. Number four, I had New England Patriots. Pats fall flat. The Pats will bottom. Full bottom of the division, and Mac Jones will be traded Bam. out. Bam. Touch Give me down. the points. Give me the That's money. Straight up. Straight up. You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to debate that one. We can go straight on to the Jets. <laughs> the Jets, number three. Aaron Rodgers hits the ejector seat button with a failed one-shot attempt to win a championship. The Jets flame out in their division and don't even make the finals. Uh, like 
the context is kind of it, it's mm, all it's all factually it's correct. It's all kind of but I the context feel isn't cold. behind. <laughs> <laughs> the ejector seat might have been an Achilles heel, <laughs> uh, and the failed one shot has become two. Uh, apparently so no i'll give you the win on that i'll give you a field goal that's not too bad not too bad all right what do we got from there well you've gone miami dolphin Mm. the finners i can't even say this actually the Finns finished second (laughs) it was not very well written (laughs) that was one of your worst parts i think (laughs) but you nailed it yep that's a two this might be your best division actually you've done pretty well this this division is correct in in every place but so that uh, means- you got the bills at number one, but what is the headline? Let's have a look at this now to see if you actually, this could be your best yet. Let's go. Mm. Bills tears spill as they fall short of another conference competition. Oh, championship. Oh, God. Have, have I got a button? <laughs> have we got a button? That's a, we yeah, go. well done. This is your best so far. Well done to you. That's <laughs> a, you've nailed that one. Uh, it's good to get one division out of eight. <laughs> Well, I picked the Dolphins as your fan favourite and your one to support. I'm touchdown, still happy with that. On I'm that still one, happy not. with that. Yeah. You would have had a great season with them. And you went to Chiefs and you got frozen and frostbite. So that's a win. That's I'm a taking win. that one too. That's a win. Our best division so far. <laughs> All right. This one won't be. This one won't be. <laughs> Don't, I go to the, uh, Don't do it, Ken. We're going. Right, let's, head to, let's go. AFC South. AFC South. The number four, I put the Texans. The, I said the lone ranger CJ oh Stroud will struggle to perform without any talent in his receiver core. Well, that's you just embarrassing. Know. Yeah, you didn't know there was a certain <laughs> and player. And I'm quickly there, reconsidering you? if we do another season of this show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I had Nico Collins in my fantasy team, and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did they pay off. The, the Texans just played insanely this season, found gold where it was, veterans that we didn't think had anything in them. Just gelled with a rookie QB and, you know, you could switch my Panthers and Texans picks there. Uh, But let's move it on. Number three, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Back in the saddle, I said, with new coaching direction and a relatively easy schedule, the Colts will improve on last year's season, officially starting a rebuild. Now, don't think there's been a rebuild. Anthony Richardson didn't get the chance to play that much, but Gardner Minshew did boost them and they did end up playing quite well. No, I'm happy with this. I reckon they have, they've gone forward. Mm. They've definitely gone forward. I think they're a much better team than they rolled into this season. News update on that one as well. Just Jim Ursay, I just saw it just before we started recording. He is uh, recovering from his respiratory illness and he's kicking about. So we'll have to see what moves come of that. Yeah, we might get that an offside chat too, that that actual story. It's a Mm. a read if you're interested, but we (laughs) might do an offside on that one. (laughs) Number two, you. Oh, so if you've got, oh dear, Tennessee Titans at mm. number two. <laughs> from ranch to mayonnaise. I do remember this is one of your better ones. From ranch to mayonnaise, the Titans will bench their Texas-born quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, and promote Will Levis to starting QB midseason. That's right. The position isn't. Yes. Field goal. <laughs> <laughs> they got him there, which is great to see. Uh, I think it was mainly because Tannehill went down injured. Did he actually get replaced by... Will, did they bench Tannehill? Well, technically, because he was injured and then he was healthy and they didn't They, they play didn't him. bring him back off. Okay, we'll so take I'll that. pay that. We'll I'll take pay that. that. Yeah, but second for the Titans was very, very wrong. Uh, had a terrible season. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've just already gone to number one because it's just I can feel the pain already for all us and those Jag supporters we got on board. Oh, dear. 
at number one, Jacksonville Jags. Cats out of the bag. The Jags easily topped their division and established themselves as a reliable, reliable team. team. Reliable, oh. You use reliable in a sentence. That's really bad. They are anything but reliable they were anything after but this reliable. Oh, It just takes all the points out of that. They had an easy division by the looks of things, but then the Texans. Oh, the Texans came from my fourth in my prediction. To come in at number well done, one. Texans. Well, well done, done Texans. Texans. And I tell everyone to support the Jags because it said <laughs> it's a pretty easy division. <laughs> I said it multiple It's a pretty times easy well. division. That's what I tell them. Oh. So that is not good. That is not good. <laughs> well, we butchered the AFC South. So why don't we wrap it up with the AFC West, our favorite with our team, the Chargers. <laughs> All right. Why don't you kick us off at number four, homie? You've put Broncos at number four. Let's never ride again. Absolute disaster. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to give it. I give it Was to it? myself. They were a disaster, and I'll give that to every <laughs> team that wasn't number one in this division. <laughs> All right, go to number three, Cat. Who will we have here? Number three, you got the Raiders. I have Jimmy Gofflopolo. Uh, Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the starting QB of the year, would play six games max. Now, I check this. He played six games plus he tried one attempt on his seventh game and then got injured oh, and never that's played a win. again. So I'm going to take the that's other. That's my win. That's my win. He there. didn't play full. No, he didn't full. play six nah, games. Nah. He played well six done. Games back. Well done. done. <laughs> this is where it gets bad. <laughs> mm. We've gone there. I've headed there. Who came in number two, Cad? The Chargers. I don't want to break the news to the people. The Chargers. They were my second. I thought they were coming in for this season, and if I knew the Chiefs were going to fumble, I would have arrogantly, hopefully, biasly put them up at number one. Chargers had a disaster of a season. Obviously, Herbert went injured. Keenan, he was injured partly. Mike Williams was injured. The coach was a disaster. Same for the Raiders. Their coach was a disaster. Same for the Broncos. Pretty much their coach was a disaster. Just a rough year for the Chargers. Do you know what I said, too? <laughs> what, did you, I said, what did you recommend? So I recommend charges. I, I bought myself in biasy, out of biasy, back into biasy. I had people on the Chiefs for a bit. Then I said, come to charges. It's going to be a great ride. I said, join us. It can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. Mm. And, and it really mm. did. It got a lot worse for the charges. Led them astray. However, we could finish this recap of our predictions on a win. All right, number one I've put in here. The Chiefs will win the division and get into the Super Bowl. I didn't say they'd win, hey, but I said they'd get hey, in, so that's all right. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We got one. <laughs> Touchdown. Touchdown. That was just giving me the Mark Holden vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that, yeah, everyone. It doesn't, but, uh, it doesn't my apologies. <laughs> you didn't have to tell them. Now they're going to think about that, aren't they? <laughs> all right, let's move it on. We've got some awards to give out. Okay, homie, we have put together a fair amount of awards for the year for the Onside Punt Awards show, the inaugural one. But we have a big award that is yet to be decided on, yet to be given out. It's the tipping comp we've been running all year. Yeah, and we've got four people competing. There's uh, one game within four people. I'm one of those. And uh, we've got a special guest on the line that is the front runner for this competition. Mm. She picks it. She wins it. It's Sandy Holm. Hello, Sandy. 
Hello, David and Kat. <laughs> it's Holmes, Mum. It's Holmes. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Hello, hold me. <laughs> thank you. Go. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people might be a little bit worried about this because, you know, it seems like a lot of like nepotism here that, you know, your mum is leading our tipping comp. How's this happened, Sandy? How, how have you become a master of NFL? Because I don't believe you watched any of it before we started this show. Uh Absolutely not. Completely um, stunned that I've even got anywhere near the top. I was just going, well, as long as I can choose at least half the winners of each round, I was happy. So middle of the road would have been good for me. So I'm stunned, really stunned. I thought you would have said that you learn everything from onside fun. That's what you would have said, right? Well, I actually have. Um, I have religiously and I really have enjoyed your um, podcast and I actually do sit down and I listen and I take notes and I've learnt lots. Um, so thank you both. <laughs> I have actually really enjoyed it. I really, I'll miss it when you have a break. Oh, that's, that's super nice to hear and we've loved the support we get from you, Sandy. Uh, but my question really is that if you've been listening to our show and taking notes, how are you beating mm. us? Because you've somehow then, you're, you're the difference maker here. <laughs> well, I'm not actually really sure. I have this weird um, process that I and that I do and I, I'm not even sure how it, how it works. I just look at this particular, um, oh, I don't know, um, David Holmey, whatever. What's it called? Where, it's that line. Where you you, look at, you have to look at the, mar- the points differential. That's what you're looking yes, at. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, that yeah, thing. Points differential. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I sit down and I work it out, and that's how I work on it. And it seems to have worked. It's very weird, or, or I don't know, but that's my my little theory. Or <laughs> well, it seems seems process. to be working. It seems to be working. <laughs> Homie, are we getting Sandy to announce who she's going for on the show, or is this being a, a well kept secret? No, this is it. This is the show. We've had all the people, the top four have sent to you directly. So there's no cheating what mm-hmm. they're going to pick. So people can't now, because Sandy says who they, she's going to go for, mm-hmm. change their vote. So, Mum, it's over to you. Over to the expert. Who this is, is for the win? win. Oh. This is for the win of the, this is for a jersey. What, who is it going to be? <laughs> well, I've, I've um, gone for the 49ers. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of, I don't know whether it's controversy. Um, I actually just think that they actually have the better balanced team between Ooh. them and the Chiefs. I um, yeah, I'm getting very technical. My view, I've got it written down. Um, yeah, I just think that they've got the better better team balance. Certainly, that offensive. Um, side of their, their team. I just think that I call it firepower. Um, oh, I just think they've got <laughs> I just think they've, they've got, you know, um, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, you compared with and I'm just and I don't know that the players that well, but with the Chiefs, yes, they've got Kelsey and they've got um Mahomes. I mean he's amazing. And they've got, there's another fellow, and I can't think of his name, you guys, you know, on there. Yes, Pacheco. thank you. Um, but I just think they haven't 
the other, uh, the 49ers have just got seems to me to be, a, a, yeah, a better, better depth. So, and I really like the fact that they've got um, Mitch Wischkowski yeah. as, a, as an Aussie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Oh, I love this. This is the expert advice. I think you forgot to mention one player, though, because I saw you and Cad DMing about a certain player, and I thought that might have been who you chose, why you chose the 49ers. Oh, what, Nick Bosa? Yeah, yeah the sexy man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that, like, the, like that one in the shorts, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah, well, I, yeah, Cad thought he was he. You know, with a good oh, choice <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me. Put it on me, Sandy. Wow, okay. I will, that was actually I will, very you tricky. Know. That was like me pretending to be Cad, trying to be rude to uh, <laughs> oh, Sandy. Oh, we're so, actually being rude. Yeah, I actually did. Sorry about that, both of you, but that was me the whole time. Yeah, I actually knew it was you. Yeah, no, yeah. I always mean it. Always diplomacy. But I guess the most important thing, what jersey are you going to pick if you win? Well, I will go with my Vikings. Um, oh. And be very loyal, and and I've decided it had best be Justin um, Justin Jefferson. Yes, nice choice. And you have been loyal because I think you know someone misled you by telling you to pick that team, and it's probably a bit rude of them. No, I, well, when you, you are as a, that. As, that's okay. As a St Kilda <laughs> fan, we're used to being hard. You know, she, she knows doing it hard. She, she knows it. <laughs> We, we do it tough, and I'm quite happy to be support somebody that's doing it tough. But Any and reason you didn't pick year. Kirk Cousins? Uh, yeah, because he hasn't really played. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair. She probably hasn't seen him. Yeah. And who knows? Is he going to play next year or this year? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Sure. He might not even be with the Vikings. He might be a backup yeah, well, somewhere. We'll have to see. Well, that's that's exactly it. And, and because I really couldn't. Yeah, so Justin Jefferson is it. Thank you so much for joining us, Sandy. Your insight. And uh, all, all the expertise that you're provided is kind of amazing me. We should have had you on the preview show for the Super Bowl. But good luck and uh, we'll wish you all the best with the tipping comp and hopefully the Niners get up for you. Thank you very much. And um, thank you both of you for inviting me onto your show. Anytime, anytime, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Thanks, Mum. Bye, guys. Bye. Take Bye. care. That was awesome, homie. You must be so such a proud son to have your mum come through and win, or well, nearly win the tipping comp. She's on the on the verge of taking it all. I still remember midway through the season when she said to me, "I can't believe our committee by it." <laughs> <laughs> she was just aiming for in top ten. She wanted top ten. She was just aiming for that, and then she kept climbing. She kept climbing. It's been incredible. Well, we, what a run! We will definitely announce the winner on our socials. Uh, it's been an awesome tipping comp, and we will be running it again next year. Hopefully with all of you, a lot more people involved. Had just over 20 this year when we very first started before, you know, the show really got going. So jump on in. It's super fun. Gets you involved with us. Let's go on to the awards, homie. Now, there are some actual awards that the NFL are giving out, I believe, probably uh, Friday, our Friday night. I think it'll be our Friday. Yeah. I think it'll be, it's their Thursday night, so it'll be our Friday. And that's, you know, the big, big rewards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. But this is our show, so yeah. let's do them ourselves. Just as highly regarded the onside punt awards, despite being the first year, we're going to give them out. Let's start it out. So how are we doing this? Are you going to suggest one, I suggest one? Yeah, and then we'll debate it if we need to. <laughs> this is going to go on a lot longer. All this right. going to go, everyone hold in and get your coffee. We're coming, <laughs> we're going large. Go, homie. MVP, who you got for me? Uh, Lamar Jackson for me. Huge. I think, yeah, regular season, unbelievable. 
edge of a Super Bowl. Yep. Well deserved. I'm going controversial on my one. I like to give mine to Dak Prescott. Now I hear a lot of people, including Cowboy fans, wondering why. But if the most valuable position is the quarterback position, he was the best at quarterback this regular season. He has incredible stat lines. We know we love watching that CD Lamb connection. I'm not even going to debate this with you, homie. But I'll just concede to go Lamar for you. But, uh, you know, I just want to throw Dak in there and give him the credit. As a quarterback, he was incredible in the regular season. Statistically, he was the best, but they didn't make it as far as the Ravens. So no, that's true. thank you for conceding. <laughs> All right. Rookie of the year. Who have you got for me? Oh, it's pretty easy for me. CJ Stroud. I'm going to go with rookie season. There. Yeah. I, unreal rookie season. Yeah. And just you can't fight get everyone better. else. You can't. Like, I feel sorry for We saw so many incredible rookie seasons this year. But Honorable CJ's mention, there. though, has to be Puka Nakua, though, oh, taking yeah. all the records. Yeah, for sure. We'll give him, if you could you could split it, I would give it one each because they've both had an outstanding season. So well done to those rookies. All right. Now we're into comeback player of the year. I'm going with Joe Flacco. Now, I initially had written in my notes Gardner Minshew here. But mm. I'd forgotten about what Joe had achieved with the team and was so incredible. And I've seen a lot of tapes since of how he's talked to, talks to the players on the bench when he was working with the Browns and giving them insight and how to act, how to feel, how to be. It just seemed like a great leader and what an awesome season. I really like that one. I'll probably, I'm probably going to concede because I went a little bit different. I went with David Ninjoku because he's come back well after he burned his face off during mm. the season and was wearing a mask for four weeks when he was pretending that it was, I thought he was dressing up for Halloween, Me but he'd actually had um, burns to his face. So I had him as my comeback player, but I don't think it's technically within the season that it counts. <laughs> so I'll give it to Joe Flacco. Well done, Joe Flacco. Oh, Joe Flacco. Fun one here, homie. We introduced this early in the season when we started our episodes. Rookie error. Who, what was, I guess, the biggest rookie error of the season? A rookie that had Really messed up. Oh, there's one fresh in the mind that yeah. I can't go past. <laughs> That's say Flowers, isn't it? Oh, you can't taunt. You can't then drop the ball over the line or get it knocked out, whichever way you want to perceive it. But that was the big rookie error yeah. in a big-time game. Zay Flowers, unfortunately a stunning season for what was there. But uh, had to just put that last taste in our mouth, a bit of a sour taste. He'll bounce back. It just unfortunately was on the biggest stage for a rookie to kind of mess up. In we go, homie. All right, another fun one. Most disappointing team result. Who is that team that did not hit the mark this year? I've, I've gone Jets here because, I mean, for how much time they wasted in, of my life, of our lives, reading news, watching uh, hard knocks, everything, and for their whole season to be on the wedge of one player who played four seconds of game time and it all to be over within four seconds of the first week that disappointed me the most. Oh, you're very good. That's, But you know I don't like to give anything to Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not, I'm going, <laughs> not even giving him a negative award. <laughs> strangely, I'm going for the two teams that we nominated for MVP. I'm going Ravens and Cowboys. Mm. What a disappointing outcome for both <laughs> those two teams. You're going to play a nominated for MVP, but then you've fallen over early. But uh, I think I concede. Let's take the Jets. I think that's... They really had too much airtime at the start of the season. I think, you know, the more disappointed you are is generally how much of a shock the result is. So I guess if you put the Cowboys in, no one should really be surprised that they fell over at the end. All right, Cad, last one here is favourite new player. This can be someone we didn't know before or it's new to the team. It can just be anyone that you've enjoyed immensely this season. Mm. Who's your boy? I've got Sam Lee the Porter. He's an incredible player. So much fun to watch. 
anyone who's coming in in the tight end position as a rookie and can make a dent like he did, like he gets, he should be up there for rookie of the year awards. I feel because he set so many records as a tight end in the rookie season. But he's just fun, and it made this Lions team even better. That's a, yeah, he's been he's been amazing. I do enjoy the Sam Laporta season. It's, it's who I'd get I'll a get, jersey of if if I could. I, I think I might yeah, have that I, I agree with that. That yeah. blue is nice too. Yeah, that is real true. nice blue. But the jersey I'd probably be buying right now is CJ Strouds. It's been. It's taken me a while to go straddle out. I was not pronouncing it right for so long, but he gave me enough airtime to get it correct. So you're my boy. I love your background. I love your story. He's incredible. I don't know if you've looked at his story at all, but his old man is in been in prison for 38 years or something like that. He's uh, he's a good young man. He's I uh, just growing to love him every moment of this year. So CJ Stroud for me. Such a good choice. I, I should get you a, a jersey. It says CJ Stroud. Honestly, I feel. <laughs> 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 I don't know how I'd do that. All right. Uh, we got everyone to write in to our Instagram page a couple of fan questions. Overwhelmed, obviously, homie, by um, how many people wrote questions in, uh, especially Stace. You know who you are. Uh, that's about 15 questions we got from you. We've selected one of those, but we'll be going through a couple of questions. All right. First one off from Gremlin. He asks, what do you think Belichick's future is? And we talked about this a little bit. He's now not a head coach anymore. All those positions are full. Where does he go from here, homie? It's a strange one because there's no head coach's positions left and I can't say him being an assistant. I do. I will note something that came out in the news this week, though. His son, Steve Belichick, has accepted a role at University of Washington as yeah. a defensive coach. I thought, ooh, that, that's triggered some interest there. Is he going to go... He's going to go college system, potentially. But I don't know. I really... He's lost in the... He's lost in it now. Yeah, I think with Mike Vrabel, I see Vrabel going to college, but I'm not as sure on Bill. I think I don't really know if Bill could go to media. Maybe he runs his own bloody podcast in Boston. Um, but I still think that he's going to be waiting there until a head coach position comes along. He's a very I old think coach, I've, but I think he's waiting. I think I've come with your. I'm, I'm sitting with yours now that he's just sitting waiting and wait for someone to fail and take that job and field. We could field see mid season, as we know weird yeah. things happen in the league. Or he's just going to consult it now, like just comes and consults, yeah. But it's a, it is a strange one that he's kind of just disappeared into the Neverland. You kind of have that thing where you go, oh, they're seeking the glory. They want the glory of being head coach. My thinking is why don't you just want to be paid a lot of money to be a special consultant and you don't have to travel all around the States every day. He's got the perfect sort of um, mannerisms too to just be the guy that's like, oi, do it better. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Me and Tom wouldn't have done that. <laughs> All right, the next question here is from Sarah. Why did you want to start an NFL podcast? Cad, should I probably give this one over to you, baby? <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, interesting question. Um, going back to probably six months before we started this podcast, I wanted to start a show on something completely different about careers, something like that. Would have loved to do an NFL podcast, but I didn't know if I had anyone who would do it with me. This was an interview podcast and I had invited an ex-MasterChef contestant to come and do the interview on the show. They'd accepted and everything like that. Got everything set up. I was very excited for the interview, homie. I know you like this story. Um, Waiting there all day and I get a message pops up and says, hey, just checking the location of the interview. And I said, well, uh, here's the address. It's at my apartment, blah, 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 blah. They say, okay. 20 minutes go by, so, okay, you're here. 
to go, um, you know, so it's not a business. I said, well, no, it's not a business. It's in, <laughs> it's in my apartment. And about half an hour later, I got a message back that said, Maybe I've been watching too many true crime documentaries, but I am not comfortable coming into your home for an interview. Oh. So they basically thought I may have killed them and, and whatnot. Um, and after having so many people cancel, I'll be, uh, that dream kind of got crushed. And I won't cancel on you. You I wouldn't, yeah. cancel and, then, and of course, the first person I go to talk to about this, I was a little bit bummed out, was Homie. And I joked for a long time, like, oh, I guess we're just going to have to do that NFL podcast then. And we did it. And then Holly on one day goes, yeah, okay, fine, I'm in. <laughs> and then he I'll give you, I'll, I would like to thank that guy though because, uh, one, I love that story so much. And I <laughs> make you tell it way too many times. I've been holding it out for this whole season. Uh, Sarah might be real. Maybe I just added it in. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But um, I'll thank him because I got, I, got this in, I got this NFL podcast and it's been a big thing for us watching NFL during COVID and it's, I've loved growing this podcast with you. It's been amazing. But I also got a, we got that bottle of gin that you were going to yeah, give to I him. Got, yeah, I we got, got the gin So him. thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> we had that bottle of gin when we did our first episode together. Yep. So win-win for Homie. Win-win for Homie. <laughs> I bet you told him you didn't. You you messaged that guy and just told him not to come. Didn't you? You actually emailed me the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> All right. I watch a lot of true crime shows. <laughs> You called me Killer Cad for a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was, you didn't like it. <laughs> All right, we're moving it on. Uh, PK messaged in, fans of the Pro Bowl, question mark. Are you a fan yeah. of the Pro Bowl, homie? No, I hate it. You hate it? Oh, it's, no. I, I kind of ebb and flow with it. Is it the I fact that be... they just give this title to say he's a Pro Bowl entrant, but you just don't think that that means as much? It, no, I think that's fine because we have an All-Australian team for in AFL that goes nowhere. Like they don't play international except something against Ireland. Yeah. So I've no problem with that. I think it's the, it's kind of childish, but I think that's the intention. So I actually think but it'd be okay. for if like could, family and kids and. and yeah. I think it'd be good if we could go and you had kids and you took them with you or your nephews and stuff. I think it could be fun to get the kids involved, but as a spectacle, I don't really enjoy it. If you're going, you're hoping for a signature. That's, that's yeah, my absolutely. main thing. But I, I don't yeah. mind it. I actually, I was kind of, you know, it's an afterthought when you're in this part of the season, but it is fun to see all the quarterbacks and players talk candidly and see who's mates with each other. And, and you know, Baker Mayfield had that great comment. Oh, that was good. That was he, a good one. They were asking Baker at the skills challenge, the passing challenge, uh, how confident he felt. And he said, well, the last ball I threw was to Derek Barnes of the Lions. And so, like... It's, it's just I do, good, good I do like the skills test one. I don't like that novelty stuff they do and the flag football is pretty. <laughs> I know the flag footy is going to um, the Olympics, but like when you watch these players as NFL players, you sort of, it doesn't have the same spice. I they're, think. they're not playing like full defense. Anyway. <laughs> no, they're just, and dodgeball is a bit strange. I, yeah. I find that one, but it's much better on the socials this year. I must say, <laughs> like it was in, more enjoyable to watch in short form. All right, going on to Greg asks, Greg News, Callison's dad, uh, who's Jim Harbour going to draft given his aggressive style? Have you got any ideas for how he's going to plan out the charges? Well, I th- I've got a feeling they have to go the most significant player to fill a gap. I think that'll be either defensive back, offensive line or tight end. I don't think they're going big problems with the salary cap. They're $35 million over already. Yeah before we even get into season. So I think they'll pick the best player in the position that isn't a QB available. Yeah. So that's my theory. Um, 
What are you thinking? I'm thinking, well, the, the historic issue with the Chargers has been the defensive line for so long, especially stopping the run. We saw flashes of good things. Um, uh, I'm thinking Derwin James still out in the backfield, maybe some D-line. Tight end I like. I agree with you there. I think we need an extra receiver option. Keenan's not getting any younger, injured all the time. Mike Williams injured all the time. We're running a little bit thin in receivers, and and Jim knows that you know he's got a gunslinger as a quarterback, and he's spoken openly about building it around Justin Herbert, who he wants to be a future Hall of Famer. So it could go many different ways, but I'm assuming any team, any good team that we see, has a great tight end and a great O line. You know, there's two wide receivers. If they're not taken before the Chargers pick, it'll be. I'm going with Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, yeah, yeah. Georgia tight end, I reckon, if if the wide receivers go before. Okay, another one. Next one, Frankel has asked, uh, <laughs> what's it like to work with Homie? Are you looking for a new host, Cat? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's, now, that's a bit I rude. saw this one come through and I jumped on this really quickly. So I've also warned the guy that wrote the message in. Uh, we'll be seeing each other soon, so don't you worry about that. Okay. <laughs> it seems very I, I don't know if this is a um, – it's going to help me or hinder me because I thought I could get in front of this. I'll go back and look at some of our clips and see what it is like to work with me. It is not going in my favour here, Cad. So I've made a montage of things it is like to work with Homie Context we start our episodes with a, how we're going to lead in mm-hmm. and then we sort of yeah get into the episode. I do not play the part. I'm Cad and as always I'm joined by Cad. Welcome Cad. Uh, are you ready for this divisional matchup? <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? No, what did I say? You said I'm Cad and I'm joined by Cad. Welcome to the Week 18 Recap Show with Onside Punt. My name is Cad, and joining me as always is Holmy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably got here. It's probably not the best form for it, but the last one was me just making a noise. This is um, this is when I said to you, "Okay, Holmy, I'm going to come in and I'm going to say my intro." I say, "My name's Cad. I'm joined by Holmy. I want you to say a quick hi, and then I'm going to keep going through to the question." And you said, "Okay." And there was an intensity on your face the entire time I'm doing the intro. As soon as I get to your moment, just to say, hey, Cad, you come out with, eh. <laughs> like, what, what happens in that brain of yours, Tommy? Yeah, well, that's just how my brain works. So I said it in the thing. But uh, I'll happily share that on the social so you can have a look and see what it is like to work with Homie. And Frankel, no, he's not getting it. Uh, Frankel, I'd like to speak for myself if I could. No, it's um, fine. I've cleared the air. It's oh, good. okay. <laughs> DM me later, Frank. We'll talk, talk suggestions. Um, all right. Last question I've got in here. Stace, we told you we'd get to one of yours, your 20 questions you put in. Uh, she suggested, it's not really a question. Let's guess the question's from me. She's, she's suggested a fan competition. We put this video up, a fan competition that says, if you can guess the final Super Bowl score correctly and which team wins it, Holmy has to eat a whole cob of corn Homie, why nah. would that be a bad thing? What's nah. Oh, it's disgusting. Wait, corn. Oh, corn. What do you corn. mean? It's the, oh, it's the most vile vegetable rolling around. Vile Second vegetable. of pumpkin, of course. But Pumpkin? Yeah, that's gross too. Uh, we're not doing this. This is stupid idea. Stacey, <laughs> done here. Still no finding, more fair questions. Still this is ridiculous. About you. Yeah, corn, it's, it's, uh, nah, it's not good. Not good. I don't know who likes it. No one likes corn. 
Cons, ja. <laughs> All right, homie, we're almost at the end here. End of the season, our last show for this NFL season. It's been a great, great time doing this show. Um, I didn't know if you knew this, but we've been listened to in over 19 countries, which is super exciting. In the States itself, 21 states have listened to us. My goal is for us to get to the proper 50. We're going to have to break that one day. But everyone's been so awesome, so supportive, while we are definitely fumbled uh, trying to figure out how to learn how to do this thing that is, I don't know, talking to a microphone. We actually had someone listening in from Wrexham and I thought, oh, is that Ryan Reynolds, you know, the soccer <laughs> team? But no, it's good friends of the show, Amelia. Shout out to Amelia. Thank you for listening from the UK. Big fan of the show, Cat. Oh, that's super nice. Well, yeah, we had a lot of people reaching out um, from a few. I think what we got to give out is big thank yous um, to the interviews we had this season. These will stand test of time for a, a long, long while. Ex-college player Jack Brooks joined us to talk about his career in the college system. Darren Bennett, the Hall of Famer from the Chargers, joined us. An amazing story. Definitely one of my highlights of this favorite episode for sure. And of course, Nathan Chapman from Pro Kick Australia, who got us out there to a lot of uh, Aussie fans and uh, Aussies in America who had listened to our episodes and stayed along for the ride. It's been incredible to meet these people and understand their journey in the NFL. It's brought so much more knowledge and depth to our understanding of the game and we're internally grateful for everything they've offered to us, their time and their experience because they're stories that are going to stick with us forever. Yeah, for sure. And, and also another just Easter egg as well for Nathan Chapman from ProKick. We just both separately actually messaged him yesterday. He's off to go to the Super Bowl because he gets he got invited by Mitch Wisnowski, the punter from the 49ers, who he did train. He talks about training with Mitch in the preseason before this season kicked off. So go back, have a listen to that to hear him talk about visiting the facility and seeing how they train Mitch, which is it's cool. Isn't that cool? Obviously, it come full yeah, circle. It's, like gone, it's gone full circle. It's been amazing. And what a and for you as well, Kat, I thank you immensely for all the work you've put in from the from the team of the onside punt. It's been an incredible <laughs> year. And uh and for all those people that have taken the time to listen and write to us and message us through, we really appreciate it. It's been a great year. We hope to we hope to come back bigger and better in 2024. Well, kind of. It's like already <laughs> return, return in 2024. Come back. Yeah. yeah. When we kick off again. But uh, it's exciting <laughs> and we thank you all. It's been an amazing experience. I got to say thanks to you, homie. This has been uh, such a joy and I've learned so much and, I think what we don't actually, most of the time when our team of editors uh, has to go and attack our shows, it's usually editing out you and I laughing for most of the oh. episode. And it's the points you guys don't get to hear is probably five minutes of Holmie and I being idiots, trying to distract each other while the other's talking, just being oafs. It's been the best time. Yeah, my, my joy in life now is trying to get CAD to get off script. And it's a bad hobby because it ruins the edit. But it's fun <laughs> times and I enjoy every bit of it. Thank you for listening to this final episode of Onside Punt Season 1. We hope you enjoy this entire season and will stay with us before we get to the draft next year. Don't worry, we'll be back and we'll be better. Hopefully for some people, but if you want to follow us on the Instagram and the TikTok, we got anything else, Ken? No, I think that's all. We got Twitter as well, if you're there. I don't think anyone's there anymore, but hey, <laughs> it's there if you need it. Thanks, Ken. This has been great. Thanks, Alvi. I'm going to miss this. Stay, Stay outside. outside.